Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> Tonight our Lord Jesus Christ manifests the divine love of God for us to see and to experience, but also from that experience to become, to be transformed by. Tonight for all ages is to come, our Lord Jesus Christ will take bread and wine and He will bless it and give us the Eucharist, the medicine of immortality. And also tonight, as you heard in the Gospel reading, our Lord Jesus Christ washes His disciples' feet, and as He does, we see an action of the Lord that manifests, reveals for us the completeness of the Incarnation and the reason for which the Word of God became incarnate. Let me show you what I mean. In the washing of the feet, consider this. Did our Lord not remove from Himself His normal clothing and clothe Himself with that which was far lesser, the garments of the lowest estate of man in that societal order at that time, the garments of a household servant? And once He clothed Himself in such lowly estate, did He not proceed to wash His own creation, the disciples, to cleanse them from the dirt and the filth as Jesus would wash their feet. Is this not the incarnation? In the incarnation, did the word of God, did, not, did he not disrobe of the eternal glory that arrayed him, this timeless God, and then clothe himself with that which was far lesser, our fallen inherited human condition that we spoke about last night, that He bore our griefs and our sorrows within Himself. The grief that is the illness of the result of the fall of man and our sorrows, the symptoms that come from that illness, all the disturbances that our fallenness creates in us, He bore within Him. And did He not live and submit Himself to His passion and death upon the cross that He might wash us, make us clean, restoring us to our original condition. So when you behold the washing of the feet, you see the fullness of the incarnation and you also see manifest the glorious nature of Christ our God who has gone so very far to purify us and to make us holy. Our reflection this evening, we're going to hang around the washing of the feet, but in particular we're going to focus on our Lord Jesus Christ's interaction patron saint of this community, St. Peter, in the washing of the feet. Catch this. You really need to see what our St. Peter is experiencing in the moment where Christ comes to him to wash his feet. St. Peter witnesses his Lord and his God disrobing in front of him and putting on those lowly garments. And this truly disturbed him. It made him very uncomfortable. When his Lord came to Peter and lowered himself even before Peter's feet. And you really need to get this. The word of God. The great I am. The one of the burning bush. Who created all things. Bows before one of his creation's filthy feet. And this rocked Peter. He was not comfortable with what he was beholding. So how does St. Peter respond? Just like we do to our Lord Jesus Christ way too often in our lives. He says to Jesus, no, Lord, you can't do this. 
you shall never wash me. You shall never wash my feet. You see, the blessed patron saint of our community, when Christ bowed low before Peter to cleanse him, he reacted from his strong sense of unworthiness. You know what? St. Peter was right. For he was not worthy of what the Lord Jesus Christ was going to do for him. But now listen to the critical words that our Lord Jesus Christ speaks to St. Peter in that moment. Jesus says to Peter, If I do not wash you, you have no part in me. Those words jolted Peter, totally turned him around in what he was thinking. And he repented of his thinking immediately, meaning he let Christ change his mind regarding what he was thinking. He had a change of heart and a change of disposition, and his mind was now set to allow a path within himself where his Lord, his God, could serve and minister to him doing this cleansing act for his benefit. How often we act just like this with our Lord and Savior. The truth is this. We are absolutely unworthy of Christ humbling himself to wash us and to make us clean, to do this ministry for us. Nonetheless, this is who Christ became. And this is who Christ remains for us even now in order that he might come to all of us who are indeed unworthy and with unbroken, relentless consistency offer his healing, offer his cleansing for our benefit and for our salvation. And far too often in our lives, we hold our position like St. Peter started to do, standing on our ground on the basis and argument of our unworthiness, not letting Christ do his cleansing ministry for us, at least in parts of our lives. And by the way, Satan, oh, this is his delight. This is his playground. And he fights so desperately to keep us in this deception, using our authentic unworthiness against us, so that we, like Adam and Eve, continuously hide those parts of our souls, hide those parts of our being, from the cleansing touch of a Christ, a God who's humbled himself to bow before us to offer us the ministry of cleansing that he wants to do. And you and I know that we do this in seasons of our lives, sometimes every day, sometimes every day, living out those words of St. Peter. No, Lord, you cannot do this to me. You cannot do this to me. You shall never wash me. Don't come near me. Don't even look at me in those areas of my soul. The things that I have done, the things that have been done to me, don't look and don't wash them and don't cleanse them. Locked in that honest sense of unworthiness, but deceived out of the humility to receive the healing of Christ that he so wants to give us. And we need to remember that the words that our Lord Jesus Christ said to blessed St. Peter that day ring towards us every time we take that disposition. Because Jesus is saying to us, and we must recognize this, he is saying to us, unless I wash you, you have no part in me. You have no part in me. 
Those words he gives to us to bring us to the same blessed repentance. The same change of mind as we see in St. Peter. That we too would open a path within our soul. For Christ to come and administer his healing and cleansing ministry to us. Refreshing us, renewing us, restoring us. To be jolted in the same way St. Peter was by those words. Unless I cleanse you, you have no part in me. Unless I do this, you have no part in me. To be jolted by those words. Jolted to respond like St. Peter in repentance. Then cleanse all of me. Go into every part of my soul. I need this. And I accept your love. And I accept the gesture of your humility. And I accept your cleansing and your healing. And when our hearts are open to that, that is what we receive. Always. In other words, our disposition has got to come to a point. Lord, my desire is to have, my desire to have part in you is greater than the deceptions that are within me. Cleanse me. Heal me. Take me to yourself. I will let you love me. I conclude with the words of our Lord Jesus Christ after he washed the feet of his disciples and cleansed them. He looked at them and he taught them. He said to them, Now what I have done for you, you do for one another. We are to humble ourselves before one another as Christ has humbled himself before us. With Christ as our living example, considering one another far more important than ourselves, emptying ourselves and dedicating our very existence to the salvation of one another. You see, this is the response of love to someone who has received it by his healing. In the name of the Father and of the Son. Of the Holy Spirit. Amen.